Hi, I'm Manny, and she thinks I have a problem. I'm Lindsay, and he definitely has a problem. I buy movies. A lot of movies. Lots of people buy movies. Yes, but you buy physical movies, Blu-rays, DVDs, VHS. You've even brought home but laser discs. It doesn't matter. You buy movies, too. But not as many as you. They're a collection. Your collection is ridiculous. It takes up an entire wall of our apartment. That's the problem. No, the problem is that you're addicted to streaming, and you won't watch any of them. Besides, I own way better movies than what's on streaming. But streaming is so much easier. You could just search for what you want to watch. You never know what you want to watch. You just sit there scrolling all day long. Because I want to watch something I haven't seen before. And I've seen everything we own. There's plenty of movies we own that you've never watched. And what about my movies that you refuse to watch? So we have a problem. And what are we going to do about it? I don't know. We could try watching them, maybe? Fine. But only the ones we haven't seen before. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. I I've seen them all. And how about the ones that are still sealed? Okay, so we have a compromise. Yeah, every week we're going to watch one movie and answer ten questions. Because what's the point of collecting if you can't share it with the world? This is your way of showing it off, isn't it? Maybe. Collection Resurrection Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast. And I want to start off with a big thank you. We reached out to our friends and family and fans on all of our different social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Slasher, mm. um, getting people's opinions on four possible titles for this new podcast. Okay. And what were the names and the totals? Okay. So we had Cult Cinema Quarantine. Which had six votes. That was my personal favorite. Six votes, that's it? Yeah, sorry, buddy. Really? I could have sworn we had more than that. Uh, then we had ten questions I have about our film collection, uh, which got nine votes. That's where we started, too. That was the first time. That was the very that first one. That was the one. first one. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we had Cinema Plagueriso, which was my personal favorite. That's good. That came in with 18 votes. Mm. So what was the winner? And by overwhelming numbers... Collection Resurrection came in with 28 votes. I came up with that one. Yes. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I did. Collection Resurrection. That was mine. Totally mine. That was totally mine. No, not even close. <laughs> oh, my God. He's rewriting history already. <sighs> so, welcome so anyway. to Collection Resurrection. Hooray. Yay. I'll put in cheering or something. Great. Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, with our first episode being, uh, I mean, seeing as we're starting this with a quarantine and people seem to think it's the end of the world, what was the first movie we started with? We went for The Seventh Sign. That's an old movie. It is an old movie. Well, not to me it's old. It's older-ish. It's some, a lot of people would say it's old. I would say it's old. It's not old. I'm saying it's old. All right, fine. It's old. Okay. This is, uh, what was this, starring Demi Moore mm -hmm. and Michael Bean and Jorgen Prochnow. Is that his name? I have no idea. Right? Jorgen Prochnow, <laughs> I think that's his name, right? Sounds good. Yep, Jorgen Prochnow. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. Directed by Carl Schultz. I'm not quite sure who that is. Is that the Peanuts guy? No. Okay. So much for that. No, okay. the, the guy who drew the Peanuts did not make this movie. Well, that was our first question. Question number one. <laughs> <laughs> What is the name of the movie? The Seventh Sign. Question number two. What is the movie about? 
Do you want to go? Do you want to feel this one? Do you want the official? All right, fine. <laughs> just gonna read it off the cover. That's, that's what I was gonna do. Okay, fine. Let's, Great. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. The time is coming. The seals are breaking. Judgment is at hand. As the signs of the apocalypse come to pass, only one woman can stop the impending supernatural doom in this riveting thriller. Demi Moore stars as Abby Quinn, a young woman who discovers that she and her unborn child play a terrifying part in the chain of events destined to end the world. Already troubled with a difficult pregnancy, she grows more and more distraught as she and her husband rent their studio apartment to David, an enigmatic, an how do you say it? Enigmatic. 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 An enigmatic drifter. As Abby becomes ensnared in a series of otherworldly experiences, it becomes apparent that David is carrying out the mythical prophecies of Judgment Day, and that she has been chosen as the instrument of the seventh sign. But can Abby or anyone stand between the wrath of God and the future of humanity? Wow, you did that pretty good. Good. This is good. Let me see. I don't think I've ever read the back of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't really read them. Most of these movies. <laughs> right? That's that's I why I thought, let's just read these I things. I don't really read them. So it's pretty cool. It's got the Shout Factory cover and it's like on the inside is an inside. Shout Factory generally does like double-sided covers. So it's really cool because on the inside then, sometimes it'll be like the original cover because they'll get new art commissioned. But this is this is actually the original art here. So on the inside is actually the whole Vatican meeting when they decide Ooh. Ooh, it's the end of the world so it's actually pretty cool i like i like the image yeah it's an interesting image that they're gonna have a meeting about this and then decide yes yes that's it it's the end yep, of the world yep. guys they, they made the decision they said oh are you sure <laughs> i cannot be more sure <laughs> okay so where did you buy this um i'm gonna be honest and say i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. this uh I, I i don't know i don't know i don't remember i don't remember when or where i bought this i have i just have it well, that, that yeah. killed two of our questions okay so then why did you buy it where i don't know where or why <laughs> i bought i mean i i do know why i bought it probably i have a feeling well why did you buy it um it was probably cheap <laughs> probably because it was really cheap not that i don't like the movie but i have we have the dvd as well and um i don't know this is not like a new transfer uh yeah it says that there's some new features on it but uh there's an interview with michael bean interview with the director the screenwriters interview with uh peter friedman and john taylor so there's in, there's a bunch of new interviews as far as special features but i don't think it's a new transfer it doesn't say anything about a new transfer so what did you think of the film? What's your first impression? That's what is No, it? I've actually first? seen this movie before. Oh, well, congratulations. Yes, I've Fine. seen this one. Did you see it before you knew me? No. Oh, okay. Now, from my memory, and I'm sure that you will dispute me on this, I remember when we first got together, we very first thing we did was to get a video membership together. Uh, yeah. That's how long we've been together. Mm. And I believe we were going through the entire horror section. And you got this one, and I loved it when I first saw it. I don't know. That doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to. No, it doesn't sound right to me because I um, uh, uh, but this. I mean, this will cover another one. Was will cover another one of the questions. When was the first time you saw the film? Mm-hmm. I've seen this movie. I don't know when the first time I saw it was. What year was this? This was nineteen eighty-eight. So. I'm going to assume I saw it then, or 88, 89-ish. 
Uh, whenever this came out on VHS, that's when I saw it. Because I still have the videotape that was my mother's. I mean, maybe we watched your videotape of I, it then. That's quite possible that we watched my videotape or my DVD. Because uh, I said I have it on DVD. It's one of those. I've watched this like my entire life a lot. Uh, my mother my mother bought the VHS, I'm sure, because, you know, it was Demi Moore. And my mother actually liked movies a lot. So she bought a lot of movies. She bought a lot of, of cassettes and stuff like that. So, um yeah, I'm going to assume that I watched it a little whenever the videotape came out. was the first time I saw it, and I know I still have it. So so I'm going to guess that we probably watched your VHS of it. It's a good, um, good possibility. But I remember really liking the film, like really, really liking it. But, uh, you know. Um, well, then that'll bring us to the, to the question then, yeah, first impressions. Yeah. What is your first impression of the film, as far as you can recall? As far as I can recall, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, like we've said before, it's kind of weird reintroducing yourself on a podcast um but i didn't watch a lot of movies and i especially didn't watch like watch a lot of genre movies growing up um and so i was kind of not interested in them because they horror movies always kind of seem dumb like the girl's always running up the stairs and like who wants to watch that all the time um so to put myself back in that mindset physically just running up the (laughs) stairs is the best part but to put myself back in that mindset and then to go back to watching it at that time it was really cool to see pregnancy take a big part of it, you know, because I think it's it, it's crazy things happen when women are pregnant, you know, and you all get really crazy, get crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was really cool to me to see it kind of centralize the end of the world around, you know, a, a mom, a, you know, especially like that much power being in a mother is really was really cool to me at the time. OK. Um. I've always liked it because I have, I like apocalyptic horror. I like stories about the end of the world. I like, um, I really like that that dreary like um, the uh, 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 what is the word I'm looking for? I like the the bleak kind of hopelessness of it. Yeah, I really like that hopelessness of it, <laughs> that, that oh, it's the end of the world. How the hell are you going to stop the end of the world? How does one person stop the end of the world? Um, it, it's also it's also got that big, that obviously that heavy religious element, mm. you know, to it, which I also really like, uh, especially when I was younger, because uh, I'm going to say between, what, what, what age is confirmation? Around fourteen to four, seventeen, I think. Four, no, not seventeen. Is way better. I got high, I got confirmation okay. at seventeen. Okay, so. well, I mine was before high school, okay. so I'm gonna say I was thirteen or fourteen. I'm positive it was before high school. So fourteen to seventeen. Yeah, like 13, I said, thirteen to fourteen. <laughs> seventeen is before high school. I said fourteen to seventeen. No, so you did it seventeen. You were a late bloomer. Good for you. <laughs> All the rest of us get it done before high school. That's weird. That doesn't <laughs> make not, any sense. Then why does that make not make any sense? Confirmation is you're an adult in the church. Okay, and so, what does that mean? <laughs> you're not like an adult of what, like, what do you mean you're not? A, according to the church, you are. They used to marry you off when you were twelve. <laughs> <laughs> you know when? Do, what, what is that Jewish thing that they do? The the bat mitzvah, the, bat, the bar, mitzvah. the bar, and the bat mitzvah. How old are you there? Thir- 12, 13 years yeah, old, and you're 12, officially 13. in a you're officially a man at thirteen. You know, so now the church has some really screwed up ideas of what makes you an adult. (laughs) You don't say. Yeah, well, that's I think that's the point. I'm really proud that you didn't go anywhere near the priest with that concept. Oh man, that (laughs) really does just kind of. Now that you've brought it there, (laughs) but 
Um, so around that time, I was really against the confirmation, having it done. I didn't. I was not happy with it. I didn't like it. I wasn't. I didn't believe anything that they were telling me. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so that's kind of where my teenage rebellion started. Was just hating the religion we grew up with because I was like, "This is crap." I feel like that's where everybody starts. Yeah, it, it really is. It's one of those. It's one of those. Like, it's pro- usually the first uh, institution that you turn against. I don't know if it's like you're... you suddenly just want to start sleeping until noon because we all kind of go through this phase. Of, like, we all just want to sleep till noon and getting up and going to church on a Sunday morning. It's like no. Uh, we never really went to church, and that's kind of why. Oh, well, that's a bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of why I thought it was. That was what really fueled the 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 the, the bullshit that I felt like. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're making me go through all this, but you don't actually you go. go to church. Yeah. You don't go to church. We don't do any of this. So what is the point? You know. So that's really where a lot of it came from, and it's just kind of like, well, no, that's just what you do. So it was just me defying convention that what i hated. you do yeah yeah and i didn't like that so anything like this any sort of like apocalyptic you know the well religion's going to be the end of the world type of story just fascinated me and it's like yes look they're gonna kill us why would you want to believe this yeah. you know you know um it it, it yeah that yeah so that was it and, and that's why i liked it well it's interesting that you say that and i'm gonna be jumping around our questions but uh the so what question are we going to then? What question are you jumping to then? I guess what I didn't didn't like about the film. Okay, what didn't didn't you like about the film? One of the things I found was interesting, which is completely it works for this question, mm-hmm. um, was the fact that her sidekick or her assistant, which would typically be like a wise elder, you know, the wise person, woman or man mm-hmm. that she would go to in these stories, is actually like a teenage boy. <laughs> Is he a teenager or not? I'm not sure. I felt like he is a he teenager. Looks, he looks like a teenager, early 20s at the latest. Yeah. He's, def- he's really young. Like, he's really young. But, it, they, yeah. but it's it's all well, in that, that stage of, yeah, like, where she, you would be rebelling against the church. Now he becomes this religious expert. Yeah. To, to explain it to those who haven't seen it, um, she, she finds a scroll inside David. David is the tenant that you talked about. Mm-hmm. It's David Tennant. Um, <laughs> David is the guy, he's the tenant who's renting the apartment from her. Yeah. From her. And um, she finds this weird scroll. Uh, he's been going around the world and he has these he has these scrolls on him and they have the seals. And basically he's breaking the seal at each and he's causing mm-hmm. each sign of the apocalypse to occur. He's the messenger. Yeah. Is basically what it is. He's going to deliver these signs upon the, upon the world. So he goes around the world and he's doing that. Now he's in her apartment for some reason. That's to be revealed later. But um, she she finds one of these scrolls in his apartment. She breaks it open, causing one of them, one of these things to occur. And uh, she finds this strange language. Yeah. Uh, and now she, in the top corner is a 229. Yes. Um, and her baby's due date is February 29th. Yes. So in her, you know, pregnancy craze, um, decides that this has to do, has to be in relation to the yes, baby. He's here for the baby. Yeah. Uh, so she takes this thing and she, uh, she takes this scroll. She goes to take it to a, um, Orthodox, uh, rabbi, rabbi. to yeah. a Jewish rabbi, uh, a Hebrew rabbi, whatever. I don't know how the, what the term exactly is, but she goes to a, a heavy Orthodox rabbi 
and um, accidentally offends him. Accidentally, she reaches out to t- she reaches out to yeah. shake his hand, yeah. and no, 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 you can't touch him. Yeah, and they slam the door in her face and refuse to see her. Uh, the kid across kid kid across the hall just happens to be coming home and says, "Nope, you can't touch him. He won't see you. You have to leave." Yeah. You know, uh, but he did his. I'm. Um, training his studying yeah. with this rabbi when he was young so he, coincidentally <laughs> coincidentally he can read this language as well and he says it's uh it's an ancient form of hebrew yeah. that's it's a secret uh it's a secret form of hebrew so he he this rabbi taught him when he was young so this kid is then going to uh translate it for her yeah it, it, it's really interesting to see that kind of you know that stereotype or that mm-hmm trope kind of turn on its head a little bit and having a younger person in that role um the other strange thing that i liked about this movie is kind of they have a lot of strange uses of different types of people Uh where her husband is a lawyer um he's a death row lawyer Mm -hmm. and he is fighting for a a client that uh, killed his his parents Due to his religious beliefs that God told well, him to his, do this. his parents were brother and sister, yeah. causing him to be born with Down syndrome. Right. So he was punishing his was parents. There. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. No, so so he says that God, because of their sins, God told him that he had to kill them. Um, but it's very interesting to see a murderer, especially somebody on death row, somebody with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like it. About the film, I like that they kind of tried to change things, but on this watching, I have to say it really wasn't that effective. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like the intention with the story was to basically, um, like the way we look at it now, the the you know with I guess woke culture, I guess as you would call it, or the way just the way the world is now, you would say that um, you can't. People people would be against having someone with Down syndrome or mental disability mm-hmm. on death row. Yeah. As the argument is in the film, they're trying to get him taken off because he didn't know what he was doing at the time. And that's because of his disability. Right. He doesn't argue it's because of his disability, though. His personal argument is that if he says – if he takes that argument – then he's lying. Right. And God, and it matters to God. Right. That he was doing the right thing. God doesn't think he was wrong because you know, it, it's his it's his place to punish the sinners. Mm-hmm. That he it's okay to punish the sinners as far as God is concerned. Um right. but I also think that part of the film was trying to make the point that just because he has a disability does not mean that he's not mentally competent. Yeah. He may have a learning disability, but he fully knew what he was doing. Which is which is and why I kind of a, liked about the liked yes. that about the film. But then also then you have the 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 husband who's like begging, pleading with the mayor, like he's going to the mayor and making all these like hardened pleas for this kid's life. And then he's like and he's like, no, the mayor said no. And it's like mm-hmm. I just can't like I just can't believe a mayor would be like no, or the governor. Sorry, the governor would be like, no, no, we're gonna kill this guy. You know, it's yeah. like it, it just wasn't believable. You know, but I, but it's you know, but it's 1988. It's 1988. That's the other thing. Yeah, which you know. which was a whole different way that we treated, um, you know, people in general. <laughs> people in general. Yes, we treated people way differently. Like even way. even the way they handle her is amazing. Like they have you know this have this whole scene where like she starts to have okay, so she's had miscarriages in the past. Yes, multiples. um, multiples, and uh, so when she starts 
acting out and having this kind of paranoia. They're assuming that it's partly brought on from the stress of, of the pregnancy now, the fear of potentially losing this one and all the guilt that she has um, from the previous miscarriages, which I thought was really great that they actually talked about a guilt that a woman feels after a miscarriage. Um, for something that's really not her fault. Yeah, for something that's really not her fault. It's, you know, it's something that's just not discussed even now today. It's not yeah. really, a, you know, something that people discuss. I mean, now you, you understand that she should be, you know, treated gently. And, and, and that is upsetting experience, I think, much more now than back then. Um, you know, but then they have this. So she starts to have physical ailments. Um, I think it was something like the womb detachment i don't even i don't recall i don't remember what it was specifically but so she collapses at one point and so they rush her into the hospital and they just no answers they put her in the cuffs they cuff her to the bed and they stick this gigantic syringe into her into her belly and suck like amniotic fluid amniotic fluid out but it's like an entire giant <laughs> syringe. A full syringe. Like, like, I feel like that she would be nothing but ash and, like, bone after that. <laughs> you know, I, and it's like they don't even talk to her. And it's like, it's interesting because she's a female doctor. And she doesn't even talk to her. They don't. She just, just does it. They, she, they just do it. Like, there's no answering. They don't, they don't even, like, respond to her at all. It, it's very strange to see in, compared to how we handle things now. I also I also think that part of that is the movie portion of it. Yeah. Like there was a there was a lot of parts of it. And in my I, I kind of explained what I like about it already. But what I dislike about the film is it really leans on a lot of tropes. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of and it's like heavy leaning. But again, I guess it's it's just a product of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of movies from that time did that. But it's like. Uh, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of moments where she's just deemed crazy and yeah. that's it and that's everybody's it. fine with thinking no you're just pregnant and you're crazy she's hysterical yeah. she's you know, and they're fine with that um, then uh, oh man what did I say when we were watching it there was that one scene uh, there was a one scene I was like why would you do that like why would she you know it was just kind of uh, 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 uh. there's a lot of moments where David almost makes her seem crazy. Yeah. Like when she's running through the she's running through the street following him, she follows him into a church and he walks in maybe 10 seconds later, she mm. follows him. Yeah. And she finds runs into another priest. I'm looking for a guy who just walked in here. Nobody came in here. And it, you know, yeah. but, but I just followed him in. No nobody came here. And it's kind of making it seem like he like she's crazy. You know, you watch the movie at that moment, you're like, "No, seriously, somebody just walked in." But the fact is he is some sort of supernatural being. He's more yeah. than what we know. So it's quite possible that nobody saw him Except but her. her. Yeah. You know? So she might be a little crazy, but as you're watching the movie, you know she's not. Yeah. Because you're watching it happen. You know, but it's easy to see why the, maybe the priest thought she was crazy. You know, he also sees this again as 1988 and the the mindset of this this hysterical pregnant woman comes bursting into his church looking for somebody who just walked through i've been here the whole time no one came in here lady (laughs) (laughs) there's no one here it's It's just us you know um oh man i can't i can't like i'm trying to think of what that moment was where I was, it was just, why would you do that? Oh, uh, at the end. It was at the end. Yeah. <laughs> really should, you know what? Are we going to spoil it? Are we going to do spoilers on this show? I don't know. Are we going to do spoilers? I think we should. I think do, we should. It's I 1988. Have yeah, you haven't seen movie, this movie yet? Yeah, the movie's 32 years old, I think. Okay. So in the end, in the end, so it turns out there's another priest mm. 
who's been who's who's actually hoping for this to happen. Yeah. He turns out he was the Roman soldier who struck Jesus. 2000 plus years ago and he was cursed to walk the earth mm-hmm. okay um so this priest has been waiting for 2000 years for the end because he can't die yeah. and he realizes that she's one of the key and and they figured out what the murder that, that one of the signs is the death of an innocent who uh who's killed for the word of god right so it turns out that that's the uh, that's the kid who killed his parents. Mm-hmm. So he killed his parents. He's being called the word of God killer. This priest gets himself to be uh, to give the last rites to this, just to make sure, to kind of put himself in a position where he's sure that this execution... He's going to see it through. Yes. And uh, uh, so Abby, uh, Demi Moore, shows up with the Jewish kid. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. No um, shows up at the prison for the execution um, her husband's assistant lets him lets her into the prison, and then they just run through the prison trying yeah. to find. <laughs> it was like we're we're laughing so much because it's there was just climbing pregnant, flights and flights of stairs. There's no guard with them. Like pregnant lady and a and his Jewish teenager. Then, then they get up to like the, where the execution is happening, and mind you, the, there's this is a gas chamber, so the chamber is there, and then. You know, twenty feet away is a chain link fence that everybody is standing on the other yeah, side. Not of. like, not like a, not like a, 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 a one way mirror or something. There's just literally people standing on the other side of a chain link fence watching. That's the audience yeah. for the for the execution. <laughs> this is how we're doing this now. Yeah, you know, and so she yells, no! "Stop! Stop!" And they look up and they see her, and they all stop. Like not, and not a single person says, "What is this woman doing here? Who is this?" And not even no, her husband. No. Her husband, who's the lawyer who's down there, just looks up and not like, Abby, what the hell is wrong with you? What? How did you get in? None of that. No. None of that. Absolutely none of that. They all look up. And since they look up, the priest says to himself, fuck it, I'm going to do this. And he grabs the cop's gun. <laughs> he grabs the guard's gun. In the time it takes him to grab the gun, she runs down the stairs, yeah. runs... And somehow he, opens this fence. Yes, somehow, <laughs> yes, gets this fence open. Like, it's an execution. This is the worst security I've ever seen. <laughs> it's and an execution. And there's, like, protesters person. outside, too. Seriously. Because, like, really, this is a controversial, as we discussed, yes. a controversial execution. There's protesters on both yeah. sides. Like, security would be elevated at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> There's, I mean, really, there's protesters outside every yeah. execution, always. So this is the type of thing that, you know, this pregnant woman and this little Hasidic boy are yeah. running through a prison and like through like, and this is a lot, like yeah. it's a good, like a, it's good, like a minute and a half of them running down halls and up staircases yeah. trying to find us. They're just running. I mean, I, I think you see them at least three flights of stairs. Yeah, like. easily, it's what it looks like. You know? <laughs> I mean, you I'm know? sure it was six, but like yeah. Yeah, you easily see three flights. And she yells, stop, runs down the stairs, gets through the gate. No one has stopped her <laughs> no. yet. There's not a single person to stop her. You know, the priest pulls the trigger. She jumps in front and the, bu- the bullet goes through her shoulder Oh, it's over, and then turns and realizes that the murderer has. Well, well yeah. Again. Okay, so she gets shot through the shoulder. You know, her husband. Her husband. Michael a good Bean, minute and a half. Ma- Michael Bean he just stands, stands there. <laughs> he just doesn't stands. scream out. Doesn't cry. Doesn't. Just, nothing. He takes. He just walks. Stands in shock. Literally walks like not even a run. Like, like he gets a little, to her. Like, like a little, a little, a little jog at the end. Little, you know? yeah. <laughs> and it's just. <gasps> 
<laughs> like that's his reaction. I'm like Michael Bean is amazing, but come on, dude. Yeah. You could give it a little bit more here. <laughs> so then so she's laying on the ground, and she thinks she saved him, and unfortunately as you were she's saying, happy and <laughs> Yeah. She turns to the side and he's dead. But mind you, yep. they were in the middle of setting up the gas chamber through oh, all of yes. this. So, so the little is, bag. So hang on. So well, to before you that that yes. So he she realizes he shot. Which all right, the next sign has been right. triggered, which is a giant earthquake. Yes, which also triggers the earthquake, and yes. So there's an earthquake now. So now there's an earthquake. The ground starts shaking. And, as I was saying, the chemicals are still inside the gas chamber. Uh They're in a little, like, mesh bag hanging over a bucket of, I'm assuming, water. Oh, the lights go out, too. And so all of a sudden, the the chemicals fall into this in the middle of this earthquake. So now the gas chamber gases are being released onto the chamber. And we cut to the hospital. This this is this is the moment that matters. Yes. So we're gonna now cut to the hospital of her on the gurney running through, and this is when they chain her. Is when they tie her down and they put the the needle that you were talking about earlier. No, no, no. This is when they actually she delivers the baby. That was previously. Was it really? Yeah. They do. They do put her in the cuffs again for to deliver a baby, which yeah, I don't I even. And then they like stick like one little they, like square of cotton on her gauze. shoulder. <laughs> they put one gauze on her shoulder, and that's. And then like get to it. Let's get this baby out. <laughs> this baby's coming. So she basically gives birth during an earthquake, Yeah, essentially. Yeah. There's like 12 nurses and doctors all around. It takes the entire staff yeah. to do to, for this one baby during an earthquake. Like, forget that half the hospital is, that, that, that all the power is out. Yep. And I'm sure that we have ICU generators and stuff going down. This thing's happening. People are falling. Shit is, nope. We need half the staff in this room at this moment and David. for one baby. <laughs> and David's there. Yeah, David is just watching. He just happens to be kind David of, walks into the delivery room. He just happens to watch, I believe, you know? <laughs> but I don't but again, it's quite possible nobody sees, nobody him, sees him. You know, because if it hasn't you haven't figured it's it's implied that David is actually Jesus. Yeah. Which I think is a little that's a bit much. Yeah. I think that's a little much. Like he's Jesus. Really? That was that was the best you could like but he's that was Jesus. Like, that was like the craziest scene too. There were so many crazy scenes in this movie where like at one point when when you know she's convinced now that David is evil. Um, because she'd been having dreams too. Yeah, she's been having she'd dreams. She'd been having dreams even before he showed up. Yeah. You know, of some Will you guy die being for him? hit. Yeah, it was Will you a die ring. For him? Yeah, she saw a ring and somebody gets punched and somebody and she's like this 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 woman in like, you know, BC times yeah. holding of holding a water vase. Mm-hmm. How you know, yeah, yeah. Could we be a little bit more subtle? That <laughs> she drops the vase and the water goes everywhere. Yeah. Gee, could we be like so symbolic? Here? Right. She drops the vase. Water, fl- water from the vase the water goes breaks. everywhere. Is that what you said? Yes, yes, exactly. The water vase breaks, and then there's the guy who hit the other guy, just screaming, "Would you die for him? Yeah. Would you die for him? Would you die for him?" During delivery. She realizes that, oh, the water breaking and the guy who's there, would you die for him? The question is actually, would you die for the child? Right. Because uh, we haven't explained this yet, but the seventh, the seventh sign, sign is when the guff, the which, guff is which is where, where all of the souls for newborn babies are kept. The guff is now empty. Oh, and the, the first the first st- st- soulish child born is the seventh sign officially. So, so a child, a child born without a soul. Yes. But going back. 
Sorry. A little bit. No, it's fine because we should finish the ending of the movie. Mm -hmm. But going back earlier, so when she's having this whole thing with David and she she, she, she thinks he's crazy and she's now told her husband that she wants him out, you know, Mm -hmm. he does the confrontation scene happens, you know, and he's in the apartment and she's scared, you know, and she's stabs him. She stabbed Jesus. She stabs, she stabs Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, that's Did she stab it. him in the rib? Was no, it the rib? it wasn't the rib. That's why he's no. okay. Stabs him in the stomach. He's explaining who he is. Yeah. That, uh, you know. And so he's like, I, you know, he's trying to explain. So she stabs him and he goes, I am now his wrath. See, yeah, and and, and I've always, and even when I was young, I always thought, now that she stabbed him, now I am his wrath. I am the messenger, I am bringing this, she stabs him, and I am now his wrath. It almost seemed like a response to, you stabbed me, that's it, you're all done. But it's not right. Like it's that's what I, that's when you think that she's yeah. the sign. Like yeah. she, like that was her part to play. But no, she actually had two parts to play, which is to piss Jesus off. But no, no. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it seems like that. Like, yeah, they, they played it that way. But that's not actually how it is. That was just the end of his sentence. I was the messenger. Now, now I am his, his wrath, wrath. Yeah. because of the fact that God already gave up on humanity. Yeah, and that's why and the whole of the souls is, is, empty, is empty because he's not making any more people i'm done with you fuckers yeah you're done so miraculously herself herself sat her self-sacrifice fills the guff i'm not really sure how that works one person dies and i but i guess all the people who died in the earthquake uh, fills the guff no 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 it's that god is willing to he's willing to, to and that's what he said yeah. uh, she asked him at one point um what happens if one of the signs doesn't happen what if i were to reverse a sign or you know stop it from happening yeah and david says then god would grant humanity a second chance chance Technically, it's like the fourth or fifth chance because he's wiped out the earth a couple of times already. Right. So technically. See, but that was like another great scene. Like, it's so hard with this movie because it's like it's very weird and it does these strange yeah, things. It's very cliche. Yeah, it's very cliche. But then they have these like uh, when she and the the evil priests are talking, you know, he pretends to be no, on her side at some the point. The Roman soldier the, priest. The yeah. Roman soldier priest. He decides to be on her side for a minute. And he's like. But I mean, how are we, he, you know, he's like, I'm in this with you. Like, I'm here to help you. Yeah. I just don't know how we're going to do this. I mean, how do you stop a murder? Murders happen every day. How do you know the one particular murder that is that you have to stop? Yeah. What if it, how do you, you know? stop a murder on the yeah. other side of the planet? Yeah. How do you do that? How do you even know which murder I, to stop? I think he was, you know, but it was like, but I thought that was such like a great, like bad guy, like, cause it was it's total it, reverse psychology. Yeah. yeah he's going to help her. Yeah. So we're in this together and I want to help you, but I just, I, I just don't know how. And by him showing his own like weakness and like it, uncertainty, it like increases hers. Mm. So one woman, she's like, she starts to feel like defeated. Like, I don't know what we're going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like such a great bad guy scene. He was really good. He was really, he was really good. good. They were both. And usually Jürgen Prochnow is, is, he's an incredible bad guy. Yeah. Usually Jürgen Prochnow is the, the but, but to have some, I've, what's the other guy's name? I don't know. It's not on there. I don't know. But he's, an, he's excellent too. But you're, usually Jürgen Prochnow is the bad guy and he's damn good at being, yes. being an evil, <laughs> evil son of a bitch. The, the, the scenes of the movie where he's being seen as the bad guy, he's great. Yeah. He's incredible. He really is. It was really strange to see Michael Bean as just kind of like the helpless husband almost. Yeah. You know, it was really different. I mean, most of his here. lines were like, so what do we do? Yeah. What do we do about it? He this? was really like... For Michael Bean, he yeah. had a very like he had very a, passive. He was a big exactly. He was a big part of the movie, but he's very passive, you know. 
he didn't change much. The story really is all her and and Procknow. Like even when they realize that the murder he's the lawyer for, mm-hmm. you know, the the word of God killer. Yes. That he's defending. She doesn't even realize it through a conversation with him, which would like make more sense to do it that way. No, like her and her and the the boy. You, wait, wait, to do what that way? Realize that they that's the murder that they have to stop. Well, she, she does. does. She, she kind of does. But she doesn't even. But it, it, that was another scene. He's not even a key to it. Like he, yeah. it's not a conversation Her that they're husband. having a husband and wife. Like yeah. they're literally husband and wife. You could have a conversation where he's like, he comes home and he's all stressed out, or he's all worried about this kid who he really doesn't think should get yeah. killed. Like that's a conversation that that would have been the trope. Like mm-hmm. that would have been the cliche way to do this. But no, no, we went, instead we went, we, went with the, we went with another cliche. Actually, it was a yeah. whole different like. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Remember? So 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 there's all the wind and the hurricane and all that stuff is happening in the moon is turned to blood and all that and everything yeah. and her and and the and the the jewish kid i got it what is his name avi what was so. his name she's with him in a car and they're like well well we need to figure out what the signs are well, we've got to find a bible so we pull into a motel and look for basically hope that there's a gideon bible in there <laughs> okay great yeah. the funniest part one of the funniest parts is when the two of them pull up to get up to this motel room window and it's avi. <laughs> avi yeah okay yeah. and uh, her and her name is uh, Abby. Uh, Abby. Abby and Avi. Yeah. <laughs> so Abby and Avi pull up to this motel room. We need a room. And the motel looks looks at the Jewish kid, looks at this te- Jewish teenager and this pregnant <laughs> woman and goes, shakes his head like, okay, fine. This hourly motel. <laughs> they need a room. All right. Whatever your kink is, yep. fine by me. Just pay me. Yep. <laughs> Very funny. Basically, they're going to this motel to get a, get a Gideon Bible. And find out what the signs are. Right. She even says to him, shouldn't you know? He says, that's not my book. This is the New Testament. <laughs> so even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they re- so they find the Bible and they're reading. And, and that's when they find out about the, that, it's, that it's somebody who dies for the word of God. Yeah. And in the motel room, the TV was on just as they're and bringing they, the, I, and the... And she the, like the, looks off into the distance like, what are we going to do? Because they can't remember the order. They're like, what's yeah. the fifth one? What's the sixth they, one? Nobody can remember the order of these things. Exactly. Which, you know, fine. The, okay. truth, the truth is, it's it's not actually not. No. They, they combined two different things. They actually combined the signs of the apocalypse section and, and the bowls that the angels will pour out section. Okay. And turn those into the same thing. Yeah. You know, they're they're two separate events that I mean they're 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 all apocalypse events, but technically the four the when you read it the signs of the apocalypse the first one the the first four are just the horsemen arriving right those are the first four death pestilence um, war and um, famine the four those are the first four signs of the apocalypse the horsemen arriving the angels pouring out the bulls is a different section it's still apocalypse, but nonetheless, it's a different section of the Bible. But anyway, so they combined that into the lore. Right. So be it. Whatever. So be it. They don't know this. So while we go into a hotel to find this that's giving us the signs of the end of the war, end of the world, before we opened the Bible, we turned the TV on? Right. Why is the TV on? When you were writing this script, I mean, is that what was in the script? Like, and then Abby turns. Abby turns looks, and looks off to the distance as if in search for an answer and sees the word of God killer on the TV. Like, did no you write that script? Yeah. And no one said, why is the TV on in the first place? 
what what is the purpose of this? How did we do like, that? How there did we get here? There's nobody like, oh, hey, notes. So her husband <laughs> is the one defending the word of God killer. Maybe. What if what if they just had a conversation and that's yeah. what leads her to realize? Because it's not as dramatic that way. We need the wind blowing <laughs> and the doors and the, the, wind, and the, the, the windows and the hotel. And we needed all of that. And we needed it. It's the TV really yeah. that bothers me. It's yeah. the TV. Like she didn't connect it. It's the fact that we needed the TV. Well, it's even, like, on the it's TV? even like Avi is in the delivery room with them and her husband never like once turns and it's like, who the fuck are you? Like, I was expecting them in the hotel room. The TV is on. We see it. And then they turn again. And Stephen Wright is laying on the couch like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Stephen Wright is guy on the couch in, uh, yeah. in, in, uh, uh yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. One. Why am I not remembering that name of that movie? Oh my God, that's terrible! Like seriously. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, Stephen Wright is the is guy on the couch that nobody knows who he is. That's what I was kind of expecting. Like we turn the, it's the word of God killer. Then we turn again. Who the hell are you? Sorry guys, <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. What are we? What What other questions do we have now? Did we enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I like I like this movie. I like it. Regardless of all the <laughs> You know, I don't know if I enjoy it just the fact that we can like laugh at it together and just be like, what the you know? I've liked I mean it. I like I like the story. I liked elements of the story. Um you know, I like the the kind of strange experiments that they made, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah? Yeah, I liked it. I'm gonna go with I liked it. Uh so we have I like it too. I've always liked it. Yeah. It's as as silly as silly as it is, I've always liked it, you know? Um so what else do we have here? We have uh how long since we bought it? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. It's just it's there. It's one of those that were just that was just there, you know, because I just bought it. Yeah. So I don't know. And would we watch it again? Is the final right? Final question. What would we watch it again? I'm sure I'll watch it again someday. I'm, I'm sure. If it was on TV, I'd throw it on. Yeah. I sure. Absolutely. If it was on TV, I'd definitely watch yeah, it. Like, I'd oh my god, the seventh sign is never on. Let's watch this. Yeah. Yeah, no, sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, um, the Blu-ray, yeah, I'm, I'd probably put it on. I'm going to watch it again because I want to see the the, 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 the interviews. Yeah. I definitely want to go through all these interviews and, and watch them. Um, it doesn't say that there's a... No, there's no, there's no commentary, which kind of sucks. I'd like to see that. But I do now have to find our DVD and um, give it away. Yay! <laughs> you got to find our DVD and give it away to somebody. So if you want the DVD... It was no, seven. I'm not <laughs> nailing. This isn't going to cost me more money. You know, that's Ray usually gets Ray usually gets our DVDs. I'll just give them to him because he doesn't buy DVDs, and well, yeah, that's fine. I'll start offering myself (laughs) shipping something to Germany. Next thing I know, you know, and then the disc won't even work because they're a different region, you know. So anyway, um, (sighs) is there anything else you want to say? Nope. Nope. That was simple. <laughs> no, all right. I think that's the end of our first episode. I think we did a pretty good job there. Yeah, hopefully. We're at, yeah, we're about forty-five minutes. Boom. Yeah, right. That's the goal. We're gonna try and keep these thirty to forty-five minutes tops. That's the purpose of the ten questions. Yeah. So our ten questions, checked them all off. First film completed. Thanks for checking out the collection resurrection. Yeah. How do we end this? I don't know. <laughs> We're just going to end it. That's it. It's over. It's over. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye.